Welcome to the Improvising in Life podcast, where we explore how life can be more livable. This is Lloyd Crawford, your host. Hello! It has somehow been three whole months since an episode has been shared out. I cannot even believe that. I am usually someone who's like, what even is time? And then, you know, in August, we were abroad for two weeks for two dear friends, different weddings. And then life just happened in so many ways. I was realizing that Mercury was no longer the little less mobile infant that she was. So really the routines and habits and and sort of ways of using time that were working for us were no longer supportive. And she started walking while we were abroad. And so a lot of, so much has shifted. And so I've been really trying to commit to diligently having this season of reflection that just like naturally sort of evolved and happened at the end of summer and the beginning of fall so far and really seeing what services, what practices, what boundaries are working or aren't working and really asking for the clarity of like, what am I really here to do? How have I been overcomplicating that or getting in my own way? And, you know, really speaking to the way that I past Lori always seems to look out for and like really cheekily take care of current Lori of like how the last episode was even about how grace, grace is a practice, not a trait. And so practicing grace and realizing it's been three months since I've shared out an episode and it wasn't like I intentionally was taking a break from the podcast. It, it happened. So, wow, I say all that to say, Wow. I'm back. I'm here. I'm excited. I'm also acknowledging that it's the end of the year, so things are usually winding down for folks in general. But right before that trip in August, I had actually recorded three guest interviews like the week before I left thinking, oh, okay, this will be scheduled out for while I'm gone. And and that just didn't happen. And I'm so glad that it didn't happen that way because what I'm about to share with you all is what clarity has come through. And that clarity that's come through is actually featured and showcased in those guest episodes, even though those were recorded weeks and maybe months before this clarity came through. Again, it's that how those energetic breadcrumbs were happening was just so beautiful. Beep, 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 beep. All right, so there's sort of like a big announcement, a grand reveal that I am an inner parent pal. What? What is that? So the clarity that has come through in this season of of really slowing down and going inward was this realization, this curiosity that if we have an inner child, do we also have an inner parent? And perhaps if you're like me and you've ever really wanted to connect with your inner child and also have had moments where it feels like, what even is that? Like, can you define that for me? Is it something I can get right on a quiz? Like, how does that actually happen? This curiosity and also a realization that in those moments, it was my inner parent who was not allowing my inner child to have that space, right? Because we are conditioned and expected for our inner parents to be policing our inner child, to be restricting and really shaping the experience we have and our inner child has based on how our parents, caregivers, teachers, the adults, the authority figures in our life during our most formative years 
we're caregiving or caretaking us, right? So how we've experienced the idea of adulthood and adulting as we're growing up shapes our inner parent. And so that then influences how we're adulting. So I wanted to just share some time. Like, oh, I'm feeling this huge like ball in my stomach. Like I just have to share that out and name it because I'm getting somewhere here, right? And you know, somewhere juicy, at least for, for my experience and what it feels like really wants to be shared out with you. And I encourage you all on permission to pause if you need to during this episode and all of them really, but to breathe and to get curious on what your body's feeling like as, as this idea is shared out. When that message first came through, okay, Lori, you're an inner parent pal. Really, you're here to help people reparent their inner parent. I first was asking myself, okay, if that this message is coming through, it feels true or possible that I've already been doing this work to an extent, and I, you know, in my on my um, self through my own practices, but I didn't realize that that's what was happening, or I didn't have such sort of precise or reflective language for it so I was asking myself how am I already doing this what practices do do I already have for this and you know I made that list I would and odd and was like whoa full circle moments all these things now suddenly have a place to land right these these thoughts aren't just the stray balloons that you let go of and they're floating off into a crystal blue sky you know they're suddenly the hot air balloon they have an energy behind them. They have a, a tour route that they're going, right? They have a place where they can also land and come back down. They don't have to just float away. And the next place that my thoughts took were, well, wait, if one of the central messages that I what came through when my business first came through to me in these downloads was that the, an issue or a challenge that I'm here to support people with is adulting on autopilot, how does that fit into this reparent your inner parent landscape? And realizing that what I saw modeled through my parents and the adults in my life was adulting on autopilot. That that is what I observed and learned was what adulting is. Like that's the only experience that can be happen is this disassociation, this overwhelm with the way the systems are around us. And again, totally validating that overwhelm. Like, the way things are set up in our society just do not make sense for us. So acknowledging that. And also taking a pause and asking myself how, other than just the visually did I model, how else was this sort of trained into me? How was I expected to perpetuate this so as to not irritate or push buttons or to make my parents come to an awareness of what they were experiencing and then, you know, like almost like trigger them into to being more traumatized by what was happening, right? Because when I would ask questions, when I would just naturally be curious or push back or, or, or want to explore other possibilities of our, our day-to-day life, that was met with, what well, wasn't met, it was just shut out, it was, it was a no. Just a firm no, go read, go do something, go study, just go. And now being able to see, you know, another thought that I've shared out over the years too, without again having this framework of inner parenting, your inner parent as like the landing point, that awareness can be so 
meh, right? We can be so averse to awareness because we're often only in awareness when something forces us out of this catatonic adulting on autopilot state, right? Awareness is seldom something that we're choosing. You know, we really learn that it's something that we should avoid. Awareness is something that's very aggressive and not palatable and not kind to us. And so I would, through the, you know, these thoughts, then I, I could remember my parents, particularly my dad, often saying, do as I say, not as I do. And what I at least know, and anyone who may study or be, um, you know, sort of up to date on what current child development research and studies show is that verbal processing does not develop the same rate that visual and other sensory processing happens. And so what what I'm really saying is that actually as children in particular, we're going to model what we see well before we model what we're told, right? So my parents might have said, do as I say, not as I do. But what actually had the lasting impact on me and the greatest impact is what I saw or what I didn't see happening, right? So it's like, yes, you could have been saying things that might have been sound counsel or like could have expressed one sentiment, but what I'm seeing is the other. So what I saw was a lot of learned helplessness. And what I mean by that is not in a bypassing way, but but this idea that once something gets to a shitty point, that's the only way it can be, that something cannot get better, that it's just different states of shit, that finances can only ever be rough, that uh, families can only ever be disconnected, that our bodies can only ever ache, that we can only ever go to work, go home, and be miserable at both places. So seeing a lot of of this expression of, it it is, it's the definition, you know, for me of adulting on autopilot, right? It's, It's just this coasting from place to place and feeling so depleted. And so then realizing that through improvising in this practice of yes-anding moments as they're happening has been this now for almost four-year experience of reparenting my inner parent. But until now, and I have this language to put to, to these practices and experience, it was almost like shadow puppets, right? It's like, yes, you can see that there's something happening, Um, But it was still sort of in the shadows. It was still um, muted. It was still something that had to prove itself for its, like, impact or worth or try to really over, um, have to over-justify its place in the larger scheme of things. And so what I really wanted to do with this episode was sharing out was, you know, one, share out this notion of reparenting our inner parent and also have a moment to soundboard with you all sort of in real time of of how I can see these full circle moments happening or how all these energetic tendrils or seeds that have been shared out over the past year or so on the podcast even or you know just on social media or however you've encountered you know my messages and, and sharing out that there's this synthesizing happening. There's this like, it's like we're con- condensing our soup back into, you know, the, the condensed form, right? We're, we're going from brothy to goopy, right? But like, how can that be really nutritive? And so, you know, at the time of recording this, it's November 19th. 
And that means that sort of holiday um, made mainstream Christian-esque holidays, right, are coming up. So Thanksgiving, um, which really is not even a, a, a holiday, um, you know, Indigenous Peoples Day and Christmas are coming up. Wow, see, it's even hard for me to find words to talk about, quote, holidays that when I see the problematic nature of how they're expressed and experienced and the origin of them um, in the United States. So just like naming that awkwardness as it comes out, because that's something I can sit with more of how to talk about it. But I say all that to say that, you know, it's quote, quote, holiday season. And so that means that it's most likely our inner parent is going to be super, super triggered or super depleted, exhausted, or really wanting to be in control, right? And so I wanted to share out this sort of prompt or inquiry for you all this week of what did you observe the adults in your life doing or uh, around holiday season, whatever holidays that means to you, even if they're not winter holidays, even if it's this time where you might be have been off of school, so then there was more interaction that would happen between you and your family. Being able to reflect um, and acknowledge if it's too painful to, to totally opt out of this. But but if you're able and have the capacity to be curious, about what did you actually see? Like, yes, there might have been something that you were verbally told. What might those messages have been? But what did you see? How are the adults in your life experiencing this time of year? What were their expectations of how it went? Where did control come in? Was there room for connection? And then be curious about how are all of those things playing out through you? What has your experience with the holidays been like now that you're an adult? Where can you see the space that your inner parent might be taking up during holiday season and compare it and reflect on what space is your inner child allowed or is taking up during this time of year? And as that comes out, I'm like, I can feel in my body, like I almost feel nauseous where it's like, shit, you like this, these questions are for, for you, like for me, you know, just as much. So I'm going to be reflecting on these as well. And for the sake of not trying to overwhelm us with too much, too soon, too fast, I am going to pause here. But I do want to share out in case you don't have it already, two resources that may be supportive as you're asking these questions and these things are coming up, right? Firstly is the Clusterfuck Cheat Sheet, and that is the sort of freebie that I created that uh, is showing you how to to like identify what energetic on-ramps and off-ramps are supportive for you. So in moments when you're overwhelmed, you might need an off-ramp to be able to release energy that practice so creating and ideating what that practice looks like for you so you're not having to be in a place of making decisions when you are in need of an energetic shift and then when you're underwhelmed or like you need access to energy to get through something those would be on ramps those would be building your energy up so that way you have a different energy available to access that part of your day so that clusterfuck cheat sheet will be linked in the bio 
Also, if you're already following me on Instagram at improvide.with.lori, that is in my link tree bio and yeah, the link in my bio. The second resource is something that perhaps um, the next episode, um, if it's not one of the guest episodes, we'll be um, diving more into this. But this is the course that I um, have uh, that's called Yes and Yesterday. And so this is really the idea of adulting on autopilot, right, becomes less of the sort of like only option, right, that let me rephrase this, more becomes available um, when we're waking up with different capacity every day. So instead of waking up already overwhelmed and and your cup is beyond, um, you know, like depleted, what practices might be able to shift that? So what would it be like if you're waking up with a little more shits to give to where you want to give them each day? And so this course is a practice of um, morning in the evening and like sort of daytime energetic shifts so that way you're learning how to actually tell where you are in terms of your cup being like depleted or full like what's actually happening with your mind body and spirit so you're able to have that different access to a quality part of your day and so when we're thinking about holidays also meaning that we might be spending more time around people who it's difficult to be around or certain conversations are going to be had a lot of times. We might be asked certain questions that we don't want to be asked or have to answer so often. And boundaries might be really difficult during this time of year. Yay is one way to do this sort of energetic hygiene maintenance for yourself of, of instead of just shoving more shit in your bag when the zi- the seam and zipper is already like busting, to be able to sort of excavate out the crud that has built up over time and to instead have access to space and, you know, not having to feel like you have to fill the space, but actually be able to have a practice that is intentionally curated with you in mind instead of you being the last item that you're trying to shove in your backpack to go throughout your day. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, have a frazzle-dazzle day. And if that isn't accessible, you can put an F on front and have a frazzle-dazzle day. Until next time, this is your inner parent pal.